someone should talk about their vacations. Yeah. So today, as we are on this road trip season in our podcast and, and as a church, really, we've been going lots of different places. We've been to annual conference. We've been to the beach with our CTCYM mission crew. And, and today, I want us to wrestle with what is an infamous road mm. trip from your childhood. Okay. So not just the most amazing and wonderful, because that's good, but that's not as much fun. What is the infamous? And so you all have a little time to wrestle with this. We took in early high school what uh, became known as the road trip from hell oh, no. in our household. I have one of those, too. Yes. We, we were Texans in the midst of a Texas summer, really tired of the heat. Uh-huh. And so we decided that we'd take a three-week road trip to the upper Midwest because it's cool there. Okay. That was the plan. Upper driving. Midwest, driving. How old are you? Early high school. How old is your brother? <laughs> Late high school. Okay. My parents are very happily married and have been very happily married for <laughs> all but about three oh, weeks uh-huh. of their life together. Uh-huh. Um, this is the three-week exception period. We had no plan other than to find cool weather. And as we're driving through Indiana, we begin to listen to the radio and the weatherman comes on, mm-hmm. predicting record heat waves across the north or across the uh, upper Midwest for the next ten days. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in many ways, we, we call this the road trip from Hades for good reason. But it had some highlight moments, right? We we managed to go to Packers training camp in northern Wisconsin. That was pretty cool. I guess we, if you like football, if you like football, it was pretty cool. <laughs> we we saw a. a A Cubs game at Wrigley Field. That was pretty cool. But those were the only cool things about the trip to find cool. (laughs) It was hot as all get out. Record heat waves. And in the upper Midwest, the farther north you get, the closer you get to Canada, Uh the less there are places to stay with air conditioning. (gasps) Yeah. So we found ourselves at one point on Mackinac Island. Which is an amazing, beautiful Beautiful island. uh, Far north... Um, part of Michigan, barely in the United States. Gorgeous, beautiful, right? It's one of those places where you have to ferry out to and you don't get to take your car yeah. because there's no motorized transit on the island except for like emergency management right. services, right? Cops and EMTs and those folks. Everybody's getting around by horse and buggy or by walking or on bikes. While we're on this trip, my mother nearly has a heat stroke. And so there's one point where oh. she's... Yeah, we are going to the ice machine at the hotel to dump buckets of ice on her to cool her off. And in the midst of this, we're in this place that is beautiful and gorgeous and amazing and quaint, but filled with horses (laughs) in record heat waves. And and we know what horses do. Uh Uh-huh. And so we know what the streets are filled with. I don't. Mm. Can you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) The the smell of baking horse poo was dramatic and painful. And, oh, God. Yeah. I rarely watched my parents fight. This trip was one of those times where they... The gloves came off. The gloves... Well, patience was... So very thin for all of us. Mm -hmm. The only saving grace was that we were driving around the upper Midwest in a Suburban. 
And so I could go hide in the third row and there just pretend go. the rest of them didn't exist for a couple of hours. This was the days before Travelocity, the days before. So we had the literal, you know, 500 uh-huh. page Midwest travel handbook yes. that we're trying to call places because, again, no plan, right? Yeah. Record heat waves, the yep. places with AC are full. Of course they are. People are trying to kill each other. And we got a couple of cool sporting events along the way. What infamous, we have managed to avoid this so far with our children. Thanks be to God. Uh, we haven't had that trip yet. Um, It'll come. But it will come at some point along the way. What infamous or memorable road trips do y'all have? So my family, we were always big on doing drives in the country, is oh, what yeah. my parents called them, yeah. where we would all load up and take off from our place of home and go get lost on some country roads. And inevitably, we'd typically stumble upon something cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day when we set out to do our um, drive in the country, it had, it had a task assigned with it, which typically wasn't how these went. But this day, it was blue bonnet season, oh. so we needed to get blue bonnet pictures. Right. Oh, well, man. here's the other kicker. So oh. I'm like I've had that junior pain. high, mm. and my little sister is like... She's nine years younger than me. So elementary school at this point, and her and I convinced my parents that, you know what? It'd be really great if Rosie, our dog, was in our family blue bonnet photos oh. this year. So we load into oh. my dad's Suburban oh. with a family and dog and oh, set God. out. Oh, no. and, and everything was fine. Everything was fine. The dog did great in the car. We were having a good time. We were driving. But every time we'd find a patch of, like, we would think, like, oh, this is where we'll stop. Oh, this is where we stop. My dad would be like, no, we're going to keep going on. No, we're going to keep. And then after, like, a full morning, several hours in the car, not having stopped anywhere, and my dad not being satisfied with any patch of wildflower we find, my dad takes off his sunglasses, and then he puts them back on. And he takes them off, and he puts them back on. And my dad was wearing blue blocker sunglasses. No. So every oh, every God. patch of blue bonnets we saw, he saw just this... generic wildflower. Oh. And he was like, why oh, would God. we stop here? It's not blue bonnets. Oh, what? But, oh. but we, we come upon this wonderful, like it was an incredible patch of blue bonnets. It was like, okay, it's all fine. All is good. This is incredible. We're going gra- to get great photos. And we get out of the car, and we let the dog out of the car. Oh, God. And she goes straight <laughs> running and just rolls, like falls over and like rolls in the ground and like does the thing with dogs do, like rubbing her back into the ground. Mm-hmm. Not a normal move for our dog. Interesting. And she gets up, and she runs back over, and she had found a cow patty to do no. that in. <laughs> so, so here we are, haven't even taken a no, single shot, man. all dressed for blue bonnet oh photos, in a dog covered in cow patty. Oh. And my dad was done. And we had mm. one bottle of Ozark water to try and wash off some <laughs> of it. And... I don't remember if we took a single photo. I was going to say, a, a oh. picture of this better exists. I, don't I really think want there to see is, this. Sadly, oh, make a great no. meme. It Tragic would. family picture. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, Lord have mercy. Kiefer, good luck. <laughs> oh. I just know there's one that like I remember, but it's, it's at that age where 
like I I think I'm remembering it as like as blown out like okay. <laughs> maybe yeah. from what it was but I just re- we go to San Antonio me and my family or we did when I was growing up me and my sister and my mom and dad went to San Antonio twice a year for uh they were both music teachers and there's a big music educator convention oh, yeah, that happens yeah. TMEA and TCDA they're two different points in the year so I don't remember which one we were going to but it's like a four-hour drive, you know, to San Antonio from here should be. Uh, but that particular year, my dad had gone down early, um, as he often did after that because he was just more involved. And then uh, so it was just me and my sister and my mom, like, going to catch up after school and, and stuff like that. And I believe we, like, left late, and then there was, like, probably a scream match happening between me and my sister before we got in the car. So it was, like, before the road trip even starts, like, all of the, you know, the, the road trip's already bad because it's been tainted by... <laughs> sibling rivalry and stuff like that but um, we, we had a running list during the car ride of everything that went wrong but the particular thing that went wrong was my mom took one wrong exit like one uh, wrong exit I think is what made the rest of the trip horrible and it's because and my mom's been slowly losing her vision <laughs> she, she it took her a while to really accept it but she finally got glasses and she has like the super blown up like text on uh-huh, her phone now uh-huh. <laughs> um, but at the time she definitely needed something uh, because we kept passing like signs where we were like we could probably get back on like right there but then about like 10 minutes down the wrong road it was too late and we ended up i I think the trip lasted like four hours too long or something like that like we ended up going like around i don't know what we to this day we tried to find what highway we were on (laughs) but we went around like i don't know what um for forever and we were it it was it turned into a laughing match around you know 1 (laughs) a.m when we're just like okay this day this is just you know it'll be a good story someday but it was it was just i remember me and my sister would laugh because there were a bunch of signs like cattle crossing and flood warning and all these kind of things so we were so as kids we were like oh look at all these like weird signs and there was of course like no cattle or anything around so we were just super confused and it turned into a joke but while it was happening it was not super i think we got there like maybe 2 30 a.m and we woke my dad up and he was like where where have y'all been (laughs) so i'm glad you're not dead yeah that was that was our our big one i think Turns out glasses are important for yeah. seeing road signs. <laughs> she finally did get some corrective, at least reading glasses. I don't know. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm Just Kiefer. We're so glad you're here with us today. We are continuing this conversation around road trips. This week is Vacation Bible School here at the church, and we are on a trip to Mars and beyond. It looks like Mars when you come to the, the church right now. It really does. It is fairly intense. And, and if you haven't got a chance to see it, but you want to see it, know that you're welcome anytime this week. We will make you put on a special t-shirt mm-hmm. to designate that you're an approved adult, but mm-hmm. we'd love for you to be come by. Also, it'll still be up Sunday morning, so it will. come on as we continue our Beyond series. Kiefer, as you were telling me your story, it reminded me just how much, uh, just how often what should be an easy journey, what should be an easy trip goes sideways, mm-hmm. right? And, it, and it's sometimes it's because, you know, I, at least for me, you're not paying attention and you miss your exit and you don't notice until it's too long. Sometimes it's because you can't see it. Um, and, and, and on this road trip today, I was wondering if we might spend a little time wrestling with and talking about when we get in the rut of an everyday, right? Mm-hmm. When 
Because a lot of times when we think about the trips we take, we think about those big grand trips, the three-week trip to the Midwest or right. the, the country road trip to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's normal in my family. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but often the, the trips that are most impactful and meaningful on our every day are the trips we make every day. And, and sometimes we can find ourselves in the midst of a rut on that. A rut, yeah. relationally a rut, spiritually a rut, connectionally, and sometimes just a rut physically, where we get out of the the normal flow of caring for ourselves and for our bodies. And um, so I'm hoping today we can spend a little time in this road trip series looking at some of those normal trips we make and, and some of the ways we work to get out of those ruts when they show up along the way. Yeah. I, uh, I think about um, as you were talking about all that, just kind of my everyday path from my home mm. to the threshold of the doors of the church um, and how I feel like that's kind of one of those drives I can make with my eyes closed at this point, yeah. you know, starting out next door to the bus barn on Kilpatrick Street and um, turning down Kilpatrick until I can turn right onto Yellow Jacket Drive, make the little jut over on Nolan River back onto um, Yellow Jacket Drive again, go past Wheat and um, the high school, Walmart, make it to that stoplight, cross over Henderson, and then I'm pretty much at the doors of the church at that point. Oh, wow. um, and Students, if you're listening to this, just reverse those directions, and you now know how to get to her house to toilet paper her trees <laughs> or anything else you want to do along the way. Uh, I could uh, go through the list of mine, but it's like a... Currently, like a forty-five minute drive. Yeah, so yours that might, is a little bit longer <laughs> than mine. But you know that in that, I know that I can get in about two songs okay. between home and here. Yeah. Um, and so some days I'll just have the radio on. Some days I'll just have whatever I was last listening to, a <clears> snippet <throat> of a podcast. But I think some days when I've realized that man, life is just monotonous. Mm. Sometimes I use music. To get me out okay. of it. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so like it's <laughs> what what song do I need to hear proclaimed over my life sometimes? Mm-hmm. Um, or what yeah. song do I need to kind of aspire to do or be? And sometimes those are fun or silly. Um, one of my jams right now is called Family by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. It just sings about family. Mm-hmm. And, okay. you know, and it's just kind of that reminder of like, oh, when was the last time I called my dad or when mm. was the last time I called my mom, you know, yeah. while singing on the way to work. I had that moment yesterday and I ended up shooting my mom a text. <laughs> I think it's been a few weeks. <laughs> Love you, mom. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is definitely a real reality where my parents communicate with April infinitely more than they communicate with me. Mm. And I think they're happier for it. So it's okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, but there are all those, there are those ruts and rhythms. And I found for me, one of the things I have to do to break out of the rut mm-hmm. is the rut itself has a rhythm. Yes. Right. And so often, often I speak aspirationally about establishing a rhythm, a healthy rhythm, right? Yeah. Rhythm for self-care, rhythm for spiritual care, rhythm for growth, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And and that's true. I mean, rhythm can be powerful in that, but rhythm can also be, you know, turn right on Kilpatrick Street and then left on Yellow Jacket Drive. Uh I mean, you know, it can be the wah, 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 wah of -hmm. life along the way. And the first thing, and I do this in a number of ways, but it is what what you mentioned with music, I think, is if we zoom out on what you're doing there is you're breaking 
the rhythm of the rut. Absolutely. So that you can then reestablish a new rhythm along the way. Um, and, and for me, singing is a spiritual practice, mm-hmm. right? It's one of those things I have to do. Um, and we've got this CD that we that I've got in the car, and um, April's got it in her car too. What's a CD? I, uh, <laughs> it's this silver shiny thing. Oh, okay, um, okay. It, it's got a hole in the middle, like a. I donut. use this thing called uh, Bluetooth. <laughs> I do podcasts on Bluetooth. Um, I'm too cheap to have actually bought all the music I want on iTunes. So. Maybe we can start putting this podcast on. On, on a CD. CD. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> April will listen to it then. Um, sorry. Shouldn't throw shade at my wife over the interweb, should I? Uh, no. People the, are just going to start coming up to her. April, I really think you should start listening to the podcast. Right, right. You know this rhythm that you have of not listening to the podcast? You should really you break that up. rhythm yes. and establish a new rhythm. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this is a CD from The Brilliance. We got it. Or the reason mm-hmm. we have the CD is we bought it when we saw them so in concert. So good. Right? Them. Yeah. Um, and it's, one, it's the only CD that lives in my car. <laughs> um, but we bought it at a concert, and we play it. And April will play it in her car. And, and my girls now know it, too, Aww. which is pretty amazing and awesome. And my normal auditory rhythm for the day is podcasts. Uh-huh. I'll turn on my Bluetooth. Yep, I know yep. how to make that work. Um, and, and I'll listen to Rob Bell talk about Jesus. I'll listen to the liturgist. I'll listen to this American life. I'll listen to Zach Lowe talk about the NBA or Bill Simmons talk about who knows what. Um, but that's the regular rhythm. Yeah. Right. And that can be, even though the content changes, that pattern can be monotonous yeah. yep. and get in a rut. And that is a very passive activity. Where I put that CD in, I'm singing uh-huh. before before I know it, and because um, of because of the nature of the music, it's in my falsetto all the time because <laughs> it's not made for basses. Um, but that that switch from passive to active shifts the rhythm of the morning along yeah. the way. I found that. Um this spring, Patrick and I kind of shifted um, uh, one of our evenings at home, and it created a new rhythm, but it got us out of a rut and put us into a rhythm that we were both um, more content with, and we found more joy in. And what it was was we realized most Monday evenings we um, were just at home, just the two of us, and a lot of times we had kind of get home, eat something quick, or even pick up something and watch a lot of TV and go to bed. You know, and it's so easy. And like, you know, you kind of count up the hours of like, do do we just watch three hour long episodes? Did we just watch a movie? Like, like the we watched movie. the end game work, you know, but you right. trick yourself because it's like it's TV shows, you right. know, or something like that. And we we're like, why are we doing this? And so instead, um, on Monday nights, and it's gotten shifted for summer, obviously, but I think come fall, the goal will be to reestablish this rhythm um, is we'd go to the state park. Mm-hmm. And if we needed to, we'd stop at HEB on the way out to the state park and we'd pick up um, maybe some kielbasa sausages, a veggie to chop up, and we'd throw it all into one pan on our little Coleman stove, heat it up, maybe wrap it in a tortilla, maybe not, eat yeah. that out of the back of Patrick's pickup truck on the bed, 
And then we'd set up um, our trillium, which is a six adult holding hammock that we have. What? It is. It's incredible. That exists. Yes. Um, <laughs> of course, one. Melissa has one. <laughs> yes, and we've had many of friends on it too. And our dog loves it. We'll also load up our dog and take him. He doesn't get into cow patties at the state park, thankfully. I was going to say I don't know if I have six people that would be willing to get into the hammock <laughs> with me. <laughs> um, that's probably okay. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> we've had six people in it. It's fine. Hashtag All safe right. sanctuary. Uh, <laughs> Um. <laughs> but we, we, you know, we set it up, and depending on how late it is in the day, we might go on a hike um, for a mile or two, and then we get in the trillium and we read, mm-hmm. um, or we'll write, or whatever kind of thing. But it's just, and then we go home, um, and it's pretty much the end of the day. And guess what? A lot of times when we get home, we still have time to watch an episode of TV if we want to. But right. instead of looking at the end of the day and saying, like, where did my life, where did my time go? Um, Instead, we can say, oh, we spent it in good conversation, walking our dog. We spent it enjoying a simple meal together, and we spent it in time deepening um, our ministry practices and the kinds of books we're reading, or me working on a blog post that's going to go up the next week. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, it's a great Rhythm, And so I think for me, even just the power of nature has such a power for me of reminding me when my life gets in a rut. Mm-hmm. Um, I preached at closing worship for mission trip right. um, for CTCYM. And I had um, this moment in the sermon where I actually talked about um I I kind of, the theme of the sermon was revealing Christ, that all these students and all the work they did, they revealed Christ. And then my points along the way were reminding them of how they did that this week. Mm. Um, And one of the things I talked about was you revealed Christ because you relinquished something. You gave up Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. You chose not to watch TV, to have your cell phones. That got like applause. Yeah, you got like a standing ovation in the middle of that. Um, You know, you gave up time. That's right. Uh, You gave up time with friends or sleep was another one I listed. Um, You know, you gave up all these things, but yet in the midst of that, instead you made new friends. Mm. You heard new people's stories from your clients. You learned new skill sets. Like these are the things you gained by what you relinquished. Um, And then I had this moment where I said, and that's where I exclaimed, I want more of this. And oftentimes I exclaim that when I'm in nature. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, um, I I wondered for those students if they had a moment like that this week. I wonder for those of you listening to this podcast, if there's ever a moment where you exclaim, I want more of this. And what this will you give up Mm -hmm. to get more of this? Yeah, so often we talk about uh, fasting in the church, and we think of it as intentionally not eating things, right? We think of the which 30 it can days. be, it, it can be, yeah. Um, but it's so much more. It's so it is so much more, and it is intentionally setting something aside so you can create space for something else. Yep. Um, and often that some that something else that you're creating space for has the power to be so much more meaningful and powerful and transformative. Mm-hmm. But we don't often have space in our lives without giving something up yeah. for that to break its way in. Um, you know, I like to, you know, we don't go to the state park, but on a fairly regular basis, I fast from what I call inputs. Okay. So it's the TV, yeah. it's the phone. Mm-hmm. It, so if you've called me or texted me and I haven't replied for 24 hours, 
that's what's going on. I've put the phone in the other room so that I can be more present. I don't always have an intentional plan about going to the state park or doing something, but I yeah. find that when I've got the screens off or mm-hmm. the inputs turned off, I read more. I have yeah. more conversation. I play more goofy games with my kids that are clearly Aww. designed for four-year-olds and will make your adult brain crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but to see their faces light up is a whole yeah. different ballgame. And, and, and when that happens, I have that I want more of this yeah. kind of moment along the way. Kiefer, do you have moments like that? I do. It's usually when no one... It, like. I, it's usually when I'm alone. I spend a lot of time around people. I'm ex, I'm very extroverted, but I do like to have like a bit of time, like just uh-huh. like a little bit of seven minutes a day. It's great. Right. <laughs> yeah, and usually during that time, I'm playing guitar. Um, and so it's usually those kind of quieter moments that I'm like, it would be nice to have more of this. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, and but I mean, I had one at the Vine yesterday morning. I was like. I, I thought I was going to be exhausted when I showed up to the yeah. vine yesterday based on the week that I've had uh-huh. previously. And I actually like felt myself waking up, like just being there. So that was kind of cool. So mm-hmm. there's just, sometimes they happen at unexpected places. I think. Yeah. Too. I wonder where in our collective lives do we need to say no to some things, right? Often we think of Lent as the time where we say yes to new practices mm-hmm but it can often also be a powerful time of saying no. Yeah. In the summer season, where we're in the midst of breaking rhythm by going on vacation and having kids out of school and being out of our normal rhythm itself, how can we use that as a time of intentionality Yeah. to create space for the new rhythm rather than just haphazardly stumbling into it along the way? Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm Jess Kiefer. We hope and pray you have enjoyed our conversation today. We invite you to like us, rate us, review us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, all the places you find this podcast. Also, consider sharing it with a friend. Share it with my wife. Tell her that it's important <laughs> that she listen to. Um, it would be really handy. Um, Patrick I know she... often listens to it before I listen to it. There you go. So, ch- bar's been set for April. Okay. I think I have the single regular listener yet so, <laughs> on my team so so help Kiefer out yeah. get him uh, and help me out because apparently I don't have a single regular listener oh, either um, <laughs> but help us spread the word we deeply hope and pray that this time we spend together even in this digital format each and every week is powerful and meaningful and connected to your growth and your development and the nurturing of your soul that's what we do when we gather We grow together, and then we go into the world to reveal Christ, as Pastor Melissa mentioned just a little bit ago. So today, your invitation to grow is exactly what we've been talking about. Your invitation to grow is to find places in your life to break the rhythm of your rut. Your regular old day-in, day-out rhythm so that you can create space for God to do something new and amazing to lead you to one of those places in those moments where you find yourself saying, I want more of this. And now go. Receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go this week. May you go allowing God to be the interrupter of your ruts. May you go revealing Christ 
as you walk and journey this summer, especially into places that are not the normal places of rhythm of turning right on Kilpatrick and left on Yellow Jacket Drive. And may you go posting away so that the Holy Spirit might be seen amongst your family and your friends, even on social media, as the church goes with you. May you go in peace this week. Amen. Amen. Amen.